From WRC, I'm Brady Fitzgerald, and this is The Countdown. Forcing us to have masks again in William Bryce Stadium. I understand the safety. I, I get it. I get why they have it. They want to look, they want to look good, but I just do not see this working. I mean, it's a bunch of students, it's a bunch of 20-year-olds hanging out in a stadium in the student section. There's no way they're going to be able to mandate all that. And apparently there's a $100 fine if you do not wear your mask to the stadium. So are they going to fine almost all of the student section? Because I, I believe that there is no way that no one can, like everyone's going to be wearing that the whole game, especially during a, a noon game. It's going to be hot. It's going to be sweaty. We're going to be cheering. Our masks are going to get all foggy and gross and messed up. And there's nothing we're going to be able to do about it. So I, I give this probably the next, next home game, this probably goes away. But that being said, this is what it is right now. The school needs to get the, – the main thing for me is that the school needs to get their thing straight because they, they have a cat that mass, mass in, mass out. Mass in, mass out. They don't have anything to give us. Like, they don't give us a good reason why. They're not saying the cases are really high. They're not really giving us a great reason why, besides that they can. So, as a student body, as representing on this show, the student body, we, we need to have some continuity here. We need to have a reason why. We need to show, like, hey, maybe a, maybe, uh, maybe a bunch of new cases did happen. And I'm 100% for the mass then, if that happened. But... There's been no sign of why or why, what, they, what they came from to make this happen. But the masks are back at William Bryce Stadium, and I'm not for it. But we can discuss that later when Jay gets here. But before we do talk about anything else, we have the, the Eastern Carolina game to talk about. The Eastern Carolina game was a great, it was a great win, bad game. It was uh, a sloppy game against a, an opponent that we should not have been sloppy against. There was way too many. There was way too many mistakes. There was way too many penalties, and, and the, the offense just kind of looked slow to getting out there. Josh Van looked great with five receptions and a hundred and almost one hundred and twenty yards. Uh, and Zeb Nolan looked great. Juju McDowell is the breakout player of the game. A freshman coming right out of coming right here. Coming in, taking the most carries of the team, must be earning his spot at practice, and he ran the ball really well. He ran the ball better than the other two backs did, and last week we talked about how this could be a three-man back backfield. This could be a four-man backfield, and he had he added a lot to the game, and he was probably the player of this game. He was the one that I I left the game coming in, say or coming out saying, man. That guy's playing great. So it's great seeing that. It's also kind of cool he's wearing number 21, which he's a freshman, class of 2021. They, they sell those jerseys in, uh, you know, in Russell House. But so that's pretty sweet. And the defense did look good. They held a, a, a flea flicker or a, a wildcat pass was, happened in the first play of the game. It was a touchdown. Ridiculous. So you take that away because you don't think that's going to happen again. That's that make that gives away seven of their points because they scored 14 in the first half, and it was looking bad for the Gamecocks. But 
our Lord and Savior at the end, our Lord and Savior Parker White, kicked a game-winning field goal, like he always does to win against ECU. This was Shane Beamer's first away win. So it's in the history books. It's a good win no matter what. This is a solid team, even though they're 0-2, the, the Pirates. And as a, as a young team with a quarterback that's still injured, a, a running backs that weren't producing, so they had to use a freshman. Josh Van, he, I don't even think he was on the team last year. And so, so having all this being said, it was a good win for the team, and it was a good win for Shane Beamer coming in and really winning, winning away in a, in a hostile area right by Eastern Carolina. The main, the main thing that I liked about this win was the defense looked actually really good besides that one Wildcat play I was talking about. Because that one Wildcat play threw for 75 yards and a touchdown, and their main quarterback the rest of the game, the rest of the way, 77 yards, no touchdowns, two picks. So they had, they had the defense on clamps, and they came in and they came in strong. Uh, I paused for a second because my co-host... Mr. J-Dog is here. What's up, G-Money Dog, homie, bro? Jay, how was traffic? What was going on? There was a wreck, my dude. Ugh. And I hustled and I hustled. And, I, and uh, I got here, and I was listening to the show the entire way. You're doing a great job. Appreciate but it. I do want to make a note. All right. These uh, um, Game Clock Nation, I know, I really know we want to be on the, in the uh, uh, Williams-Brice Stadium with no masks. But there's been a huge spike. Oh. Yes. There you go. Yeah, huge spike in uh, positive COVID, COVID cases. So much so that the uh, um, the our health center here has so much we're not even we can't even update the uh, online uh, USC uh, portal with the amount that we have. All right, before slow your roll, Jay. You got in to relax. You're here. The show's only five minutes in, seven minutes in. You're good. Yes, sir. Take a take a deep breath. We're good. But I'm glad you said that because. I mean, this this news dropped not even, like, what, an hour or two hours ago? So I didn't know that there was a positive uh, spike in cases. So that makes sense now. And it makes sense. It does, Like, as sad as it is, we all want to wear no mask. But it, now that you say that, I'm completely flipped because I got the facts. What you don't know, now you know. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> oh, all right, Jay. While you take a breath, let's get your uh, – let's get our – Let's get our fight song going while we talk about some football. Let's do. Boy, this, by the way, this weather, it, it's a little something else. Because it's changing on the moment. You know, we're oh, on the have, dime. We're supposed to have 40% chance of rain today. And I'm driving about 35 miles to get here. And uh, accidents on the side of the road. And it rains hard for about 30 seconds. And then it's clear. And then it's pounding again. Traffic lights popping up everywhere. So... First of all, sorry for my absence, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it is an exciting day, and I just want to say that uh, uh, thank you for having me on the show again, Brady. Come on, come and, on. And uh, let's, uh, what, we want to talk about more football? Is that what we're going to yeah, do? Yeah, that's what we're in the middle of. I could tell that a lot of effort coming in here, I could tell. You're I was huffing, huffing and puffing when you got in. I was in. puffing. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to make sure we got it. Bryce Stadium. Now put your hands together. For your South Carolina game cards! 
First of all, I want to say, I was so disappointed in that game when we first started watching it. Yeah, I, I do. That's I come out saying, you know, I love love the effort, love they the one, but what 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 a disappointing game from what especially what did I predict? We win by forty. Yes, you did. <laughs> win by twenty. And I said something like thirty-one to twenty-six or something like that. Yeah, this was a honestly a very boring game in the middle of it. It yes. was sloppy game, as I said, and there was uh, no it just didn't look like the team from last week. No, I was I was scanning through the Twitter mobile uh, with the um, the big spur. Oh yeah. And he was like whiskey tango foxtrot WTF? What is really going on here? <laughs> I mean, this is not the team that we saw last week against Eastern Care Eastern uh, Illinois. Um, but with that being said, any given Saturday, anything can happen. So it wasn't unexpected that the Gamecocks could possibly have a struggling uh, output, but. Um, this was it was just a little bit shocking to see you know all the effort that they put in last week. But then again, you you got to consider this team, East Carolina, is on a different level than Eastern Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bit. this is a completely different team, a little completely different atmosphere. Uh, we're in a way, we're not home, and it's Shane's second game. We got to cut him some slack. There was some sloppiness in the game. A couple touchdowns got taken away from the refs. I know yeah. we don't like to blame refs here on the show, but. The, a couple touchdowns get taken away, so that's a couple highlight reels that got yeah. taken. You know, uh, I was excited to see the the kick itself, and I mm-hmm. think our fans need to know what it was like on the on the sidelines that when that kick went up because all the anticipation, you know, Shane Beamer was on the side waiting, and all the players were holding their arms together, just hoping and praying that this would go through the uprights for a thirty six yard field goal. Now Parker White had already hit a field goal to bring it to a tie game, mm-hmm. so with three seconds left in the game, this is. Kind of what they hear. All right, here we go. Second ball game of the year. First road test. Carolina trying to go to two and zero. Three seconds remaining in the ball game. Tied at seventeen. That's a great clip. That the, no, no, it's it was, great edit. Thanks to uh, uh, Mr. Justin, that was that was an awesome clip, and and, and you know it, it just exemplifies how a team struggling can come together at the end, and doesn't matter if a bad guy is doing great or a good guy is doing not so well. Somebody has to step up in the clutch when it's time, and when it's your name is called, our dude White did what he had to do. And he's always been like that. He's uh he's been here for a little bit now and he has always been clutch in uh in what he's doing. He's been here for 4 years now, so he's a senior and he's always he's always making clutch kicks. Yeah. The 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 cheering in that video, I'm sure is exemplified and edited, but it, in the game while you're watching on TV, there was a lot of like I mean, it's only what, 4 hour a couple hour drive. There was an immense amount of Gamecock Nation there. It was unbelievable. When I watched the highlights, I mean, I wasn't going to drive up there myself. But those of you who did, congratulations, and you are some uh, awesome fans and diehard loyal fans. But the ones that did show up were a significant amount, and it was uh, it was impressive to see the stands filled in, in certain, you know, the Gamecock area with how many showed up. It was almost as if, you know, it was like one-third uh, of the stadium was Gamecock. Yeah, it was that, and it's that's the support for this new team. Yes, this new team. I like 
Uh, and it's also because it's closer. But yeah. the the support for this new team is is really getting the fans excited here. Yeah. You could tell on campus, people actually can't like we don't. They're not going into every week, every Saturday going, "Ugh, yeah. how much we're we gonna lose by this week." You know, there's a difference on, in the aurora around this team as there was last year, and Parker White kind of said it perfectly. Let's hear it. Separates this team from the past. It's just like, I mean, honestly, it's like how much we love each other. Like, it's that's been like kind of the word of the offseason, love your brother. I mean, it, it's it's a different environment. Shane Beamer has done such a, a, a well-rounded job with these men to make them buy into the system that no matter what happens, if we fall, you get up. If somebody's, if someone's having a bad day, you need to step up your game, but work together as a team. Pick each other up. I don't care if you're the kicker or the star quarterback. doesn't really matter. Oh, and it just came across the uh, presses. Luke Dottie will be starting yes, this Saturday. Yes, I was about to mention. So we thought he was going to start this Saturday uh, against ECU. Zeb Nolan got the start, and he played well for his two starts that he got. And I actually think uh, now after you know everything looks good after after a win, right? But right. I think it was the right decision. Let Doty rest up. This is a big game this week, and let's just get right into it. Where we're facing Georgia, Georgia, then Bulldogs at right. Georgia, number two in the in the nation. Yep, we've done it once before. Well, the sun does shine on a dog's. Do you know what? Some days <laughs> it does happen. There is a possibility. Um, I'm not. Uh, we have a very low percentage chance of winning that game, especially going to GA. Yes. But, like I said, any given Saturday, anything can happen. So if our team shows up, the Shane Beamer team shows up with uh, Doty and our dudes uh, just running routes, defense has got to step up big time and get JT Daniels, it's going to be a battle. Yes, and this is a Georgia team that the first game when they played Clem Sucks only scored a touchdown because yeah. it was a pick six. Yeah. So this is a, a daunting defense that held that said Clem Sucks to three points. Yeah. So this is a big test for Doty. It's his first game back. It's uh they they all gotta come together and work together as a unit where we now have four good running backs. Yep. So we're gonna have to pound the ball with them. We're gonna have to get short passes. Got to get Doty back in the back in the rhythm, and get our, our defense has to step up. Yes, the Georgia's playing their backup quarterback too. Yeah, they didn't want to play. JT Daniels couldn't get it done. They're back. They benched him. So well, the thing about Georgia is they don't have to rely on their offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like you mentioned before, Clem sucks. Yes, they do suck <laughs> when they play Georgia. Um, that defensive line of Georgia. It is incredible. You don't have to rely solely on the offense. That uh, The defense is going to score you points. It's going to get you good uh, field positions. It's going to get some picks. It's going to get some fumbles. And um, our offense is just going to, you know, we're, we're going to have to find some holes, some, some loopholes in that defense. That is the uh, the key to the game, I believe, because the the Georgia defensive line is very good, and it's much, much better than our offensive line. As much as, I, you know, much as I love the team, it's – they're – they're much better, and it's how it is. They, you know, they have the they're number two in the nation for a reason. So, we're gonna have to work together as a unit, as a whole offense. Whether it's play action, getting Doty out there, out of side of the pocket, uh, or if it's just trying to confuse them in any way to try to get the pressure off Doty and making sure that you know that foot still got to be still got to be recovering a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Um I, I know we skipped the end of something with the last game, but I just wanted to exemplify the passion that Beamer has for this team. 
I want to play a clip right after they won that game against ECU last week, just so our fans know that this isn't just a show. This, he's just not putting up a front. He really has passion for this team. And he just came from Oklahoma, correct? Mm-hmm. So for him to say what he's about to say is remarkable. Listen. How does this one live up to Beamer Ball 2.0? Man, it was ugly as all get out for a while, but uh, the kickoff return was huge. Scoring on defense. I mean, whatever we got to do to find a way to win. But I'm so proud of these guys, man. Like, for all they've been through this past year, to just come out here and, and not flinch. And I love these guys. And not, there's not a team in America I'd rather be coaching than these guys right now. If that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. His passion for this team and a love for the players and this university in itself to bring wins here is is remarkable. It's just remarkable. And as he said, the special teams and the defense holds up. This yeah. is all it's all in Beamer ball. It's uh all what he's looking forward to. And he he his love for this team so passionately, whether and I know whether if we lose Saturday, he's going to say the same thing. Absolutely. I would much rather. I would not rather coach another team in America right. yep. because he wants to win with these guys, and he's bringing in these guys who we've been talking about the whole time, mesh together. They're not the superstars. They're not the five-star quarterbacks. They're just boys that want to work together and want to make something good. Absolutely. So, and it starts here, where we are thirty and a half point underdogs. Mm-hmm. Thirty and a half. Oh yeah. That is. That's just. That's it's embarrassing to say the least. Yes, and I I would put I would put money on it, and if if it was legal down here, of course. Mm -hmm. But I would put money on South Carolina to cover. I think this is going to be a closer game than people think, and maybe it's not maybe it's not a one score game or even a two score game. But we're not losing by thirty. No, I don't think so either. This team has too much heart, and they care too much to lose by thirty. Right, it'll be less than thirty. I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be you no know, in the teens. Yeah. It might be high teens, but I'm going to say in the twenties, maybe twenty one. Uh, but I mean, we can also hope for fourteen or eighteen, something like that. Yeah. But well, then we always could pull it out. Mm-hmm. And as you said at the beginning, any given Saturday, they yeah. they only like the fact that they're thirty point favorites and only allowed, or, I mean, only scored seventeen points week one against their their best opponent so far. Yeah. Uh, it has to show something. So there is a chance that we pull this out. There is a, a reality where yeah. we pull this out. Yeah. And we've done it before. We beat number three Georgia. That was given at Williams Bryce. Yeah. But we've uh, we've done it before, and we've done it with, I think, a worse team. Yeah. You know, I think we need to keep celebrating this ECU team that we just or the the win we just had, mm-hmm. and let everybody know something. I think it's kind of important. Coach Shane Beamer is the first coach to start his career at the University of South Carolina, 2-0 and in 39 years. Wow. And if that doesn't tell you something, I, I don't know what does. That alone should tell you what he's bringing to the table, what yeah. he's, what he's uh, pushing these guys to do, what he expects of these players, because he's not expecting to go 13-0. and No. He's not expecting to go... Even twelve and one. Well, his son says he's supposed to go ten and two. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, he he just wants these guys to play as best as they can, and they are. They're playing for Beamer. They they love him here, and he loves the city more than more than anyone else. Absolutely. And another thing, when I was listening to that uh, stat, that that if you don't know, now you know, was 
Either I can be so excited and proud of the USC and getting this coach, or I can be like, what the bleep bleep, H-E double hockey sticks, sticks have we been doing for the last 39 years in order for us to have a stat to start first coach to start for 2-0? Really? That yeah. kind of hurt my feelings for a minute there. But then I was like, you know, maybe we're, you know, we're turning the leaf. Yes, we're turning the leaf. And as as you said, I mean, 30, 30, 30 years, that's that's forever. And yeah. it's uh, you have 2-0, and and the first two games are normally not your, your most important games. They're not normally the biggest games. So the fact that they, they can get this done, I mean, it's, it's something that hasn't yeah. happened. So, hey, you know, I wanted to say something. We cover football all the time. Mm-hmm. We cover baseball when it's on. We cover basketball it's on. I think we should give some shout-outs to some other teams here on. And if you don't mind, give me two minutes. Yeah, no, I mean, this is uh, this. it's getting towards the end of the show. This All is perfect. Right. Let's hear some other teams. All right, ladies and gentlemen, baseball schedule is released today. The Gamecocks will start the conference slate on the road, heading to Knoxville, Tennessee, for a three-game series against the 2020 World Series participant, Tennessee, on March 18th. I'm very excited about baseball. I hope you are, too. Beach Volleyball, South Carolina Beach Volleyball freshmen Chase Teal and Lauren Wilcox were named to the American Volleyball Coaches Association High School Beach American All-American teams. The The organization announced that on Friday. Football, Parker White, ladies and gentlemen, we already know this, but he was the SEC Co-Specials Team's Player of the Week. Hey! University of South Carolina senior Parker White has been recognized as the SEC Co-Special Team's Player of the Week following his performance in the Gamecocks 20-17 win at East Carolina on Saturday. Outstanding golf. The South Carolina men's golf uh, announcement is they announced their 2022 schedule on Tuesday. The Gamecocks will play in nine regular season events, five in, a hall, five in the fall and four in the spring. Men's soccer, they're doing out freaking standing. They have a game on Friday coming up um, uh, at 7 o'clock against USC Upstate. Women's soccer, the South Carolina women's team begins SEC play with the Gamecocks playing against Missouri for their matchup on Thursday the 16th, kickoff of 7, 7 p.m. Please watch it on SEC Network and Volleyball, South uh, Carolina Volleyball, 6-2, and two, faces two of the top teams of the Big South to close out the non-conference season, taking on Winthrop on the road Thursday at 7 p.m. So be there, listen up, watch it on ESPN Plus or the SEC Network. These some invitations. Other, some other things that happened in sports is the NFL was back this weekend. I love sitting watching all Sunday, not doing anything else. And the Carolina Panthers, local team, took their first dub against the New York Jets. And uh, another great week of college football. Another upset of Ohio State. Hey, we're not going to talk about it. To who? My go Ducks, people. If you're not Ducks fans, now you are. (laughs) So we we love seeing the demise of a Big Ten team. And yeah, go Ducks then. All right. The music for the show is called No Time to Lose. Lose by Morning Light Music. The countdown is production by... WSC News and produced by myself and Jay Weaver. If you like what you hear and want to check out other WSC News podcasts, head over to GarnetMediaGroup.org or any other podcast streaming services. Follow us on Instagram. I'm pulling up right now. There's not a lot of followers here, Jay. People need to follow so we can so we give you what now. you want. We got it. We got an Instagram now. USC the Countdown at USC the Countdown Instagram. Uh, and WSC News, follow them as well. And email us. We want emails. The countdown, WSC at Gmail. That does it for the week, Jay. I'm Brady Fitzgerald. I'm G Money Dog, homie bro, Jay Dog. And the countdown ends in three.